0: All right, Anthony. Hey, welcome to the show, man.
1: Appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, how are you doing, dude? Hey, where's your boy at?
0: Yo, he uh, he couldn't make it today. He's wrestling in uh, in New Jersey, yeah. at, at Wildwood. Dude, yeah. So.
1: He's too good for me,
0: huh? I, I guess so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's not like he's he's really you know dissing you or anything. He's going to your your home state. He's going back to Jersey.
1: Sure, I can respect that.
0: Anthony, what what do you love the most about New Jersey? What's what's the best uh, part about it?
1: Everything, man. I love... Uh, well, I, I was actually born in... A lot of people don't know this, but I was born in Long Island, New York. Um, mm. I lived there till I was about seven. And then my family moved to New Jersey because uh, my dad uh, was a priest and got a job out in, uh, in uh, New Jersey. So we moved there. Away from all my family, but... You know, at first, I didn't really like it. I missed New York a lot and missed the family out there. But, you know, I, was, I grew up there and I was raised uh, in Jersey, so I, I grew accustomed to it. And I uh, found love for it, for the the beaches and the people and the gym. And, <laughs> and <laughs> the everything. chains. Yeah, you know so, how it is. Yeah. I felt oh, yeah. love for it. So I have, I have a love for both uh, Jersey and New York now.
0: Was it hard for you to, to move to Pennsylvania
1: Oh yeah, Pennsylvania is just nothing, especially where. Whoa. We're, <laughs> Penn State, nothing. Yeah. There's like, we'll, nothing to do. We'll drive. Uh, I'll drive from Jersey for about three hours and uh, see nothing but cornfields and dry. No. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, that's.
0: Don't trash it. It's my state too, <laughs> man.
1: I mean, if if you guys had a beach, it would be okay, but. That's true. Lakes well,
0: you know, yeah, you can go up to Erie, and I hear that you know there you can swim and stuff up there uh, during the summertime. Yeah. But you know, it's, it doesn't probably doesn't compare to the beach at yeah. New Jersey. Um, so hey, how's your shoulder feeling?
1: Feeling good. Um, wasn't as bad as I thought, so uh, getting better every week. Yeah. And, um, good thing is I'll be good to go for last chance in the trial, So grateful for that.
0: That's fantastic. Cause I know that I. I was listening to to your podcast with Justin Bosch
1: mm-hmm.
0: and and you were talking like you know you had just had you had had two shoulder injuries and they had told you if you have one more you're done right yeah um what was going through your mind when that happened
1: um, um I was in shock really um I just couldn't believe it but it's it had been so long since my last one over 3 years that my sh- my both my shoulders were good as new so it, it wasn't really even though it was the same shoulder that just happened to be um that one but i felt like it could have happened to either one it was just kind of a freak thing yeah. um it wasn't really like it was weak at all and i hadn't had problems with it for years so um it wasn't really in uh, relation to my previous injuries at all it just kind of like a weird freak thing and just mm. you know it just kind of stunk and
0: yeah it happens
1: yeah another another adverse piece of adversity i have to work through
0: Right, because it didn't look to us like it, it was that funky of a position, you know. Yeah. it Just got a little extended on a shot.
1: Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, I was just running, running through a double and uh, against yeah, a big guy, and all his weight went on one part of my shoulder, so yeah. Um, yeah, it was just kind of a freak thing.
0: Yeah, really depressing. How did you, how did you struggle with that, you know, you know? So you you won your national title, mm-hmm. and you're coming back to defend it, and you're you're on a roll this year, and all of a sudden this you know a a third shoulder injury yep. in whatever 5 or 6 years mm-hmm. it it takes you out and i know that again referencing the podcast with Justin is you talked about like how to how to find god's will and um in this situation what how how did you work through this again was it difficult for you
1: um yeah it's always difficult you know uh when you Reach something that uh you know you you go through some adversity or make a mistake or hit an injury or something like that on the road of something that you're chasing that you you really have a passion for you know it's always going to be difficult in, in whatever circumstance but yeah i, I mean i'm kind of used to adversity at this point mm-hmm. to make it any easier but i know how to respond to it um and i just you know go back to my faith and and, and my reliance on god and um, it's always a good wake up call to see if, you know, my identity is really in Christ and, and uh in being a servant of God or if I'm putting it too much into other things. So that's always one positive I take out of it is to kinda of resort back and uh. and kinda of have a clarity moment on on my relationship with him. And then from there I just I just take whatever lessons I could learn. So I, I try to, you know, not stabilize myself with uh why it happened or how, but um, just kind of look at the simple lessons that I can take from it and use them going forward because then I could, you know, make it some, somewhat of a positive. If, if I can make a mistake or a piece of, piece of adversity, uh, you know, factor into why I've achieved something later in life, then I don't really look at it as, as, as a negative. And that's what I've been able to do over my, of my uh, wrestling career. And that's why I to continue to do with this.
0: Have you always had that mentality? Or or when did when when did that specific mentality of being able to to give glory to God through adversity and to to you know to to know where your identity is through I through adversity have you always had that or when did it develop?
1: Um, I don't know. I think it, it was through my first uh, you know my first major injury mm-hmm. about five years ago. Um, I never really experienced something like that. Um, so. You know, I was pretty traumatic and I uh, just went back to what I know and, and the people I love and and uh, you know what I know best is my family and, and my faith and so I relied on those two things and that's what got me through it so um, if it got me through that it can get me through you know whatever yeah. else I experience and over you know the course of the past few years it's just been more and more of that and learning how to adjust and um, stay strong and and uh, keep moving forward so that's what's helped me get through it
0: how uh how long were you out after this shoulder injury
1: um the first one or this or this one this this one are are,
0: are you wrestling again
1: yeah yeah i'm back on the mat I'm, i'm all good to go we're pretty much uh back to normal um just uh just took about two weeks to figure everything out went back to jersey and um spent some time with the fam and got all checked up and then um now we're back and rolling so i'm feeling i'm feeling pretty solid
0: that's really good to hear Mm-hmm. Um, hey, has it been any harder throwing dodgeballs?
1: Than no, throwing? no, thankfully, uh, I still have my right arm. Uh, <laughs> so, dodgeball
0: game, not affected. Uh, even it's though Brazilian.
1: I, yeah, I whip dodgeballs with my right hand.
0: Yeah, oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, I, I don't know if I've told this story on the on the podcast or not, but, um, man, the one time at the NLWC, I... I we had I had gotten out at dodgeball. I was look I was sitting on the side. I was talking to my friend Owen, and uh, and and his face just goes like 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 he gasps. He's like his face just goes like like dead serious. And I like turn a little bit, and just a dodgeball just slams me in the face. Just I thought I thought I was dead. It was. It <laughs> hit me so hard. I was not expecting it. I was that- already out. Yeah, dude. You 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 were throwing it at Jordan Conaway, and he does his little uh, yeah. his jump away thing, and it just <laughs> slammed me in the face. <laughs>
1: My fault, bro. It's a dang- It's a dangerous uh, territory out there and you're not paying- It is. I sh-
0: I should have been more aware. Well, listen. If I had never gotten out in the first place.
1: True, but got then- you out already, so.
0: Yeah, probably. <laughs> Man, so okay, so you grew up in uh, in New Jersey. Well, so you moved from Long Island to to New Jersey. When did you first get introduced to the sport of wrestling?
1: Um, I was about seven or eight years old. Uh, my dad took my three brothers and I to a town meeting. Uh, there was no wrestling program mm-hmm. in Montgomery, New Jersey. So um, a couple families and uh, shout out to coach John Moyle uh, We're trying to start a program up and they were showing a video of what wrestling was and my dad looked at us and was like do you guys want to do this and he he had done it in high school so um, he kind of had a background with it and so I was like yeah I mean I just saw one dude pick up another dude and slam him down and I was nice. like, <laughs> yeah and uh, so I kind of fell in love with it gradually uh, ever since but yeah that was the first uh, interaction I had with the sport how? Uh,
0: so you said you fell in love with it gradually. Was it? Was there like a moment in your wrestling career where it like clicked and you're like, I love this? Or was it just kind of a kind of a growth?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was naturally um, decent at it off the bat, and uh, I kind of kept the similar growth pattern with it for a while. You know, we didn't obviously like we didn't have the best training um, situation starting the program off in the town so um, so I kind of skill set didn't really improve much but I, I enjoyed it throughout the next whatever 7-8 years that I did it um, but it wasn't really until um, after my junior season um, after my sophomore season in high school I, I started you know noticing and, and being more inclined to it and then after my junior season uh, I lost my final match of the season to, to qualify for the state tournament and um off the mat for some reason that just that was the the, the flip um or the, the moment that it just switched on for me and I just realized that I had a, a pure love for the sport and that I uh you know had the ability and the potential to be really good at it if I started to dedicate my life to it so that was after, after a long time of being introduced to the sport that was uh the moment that really really changed for me
0: really clicked when did you start cool. having national level aspirations when did you when did you want to wrestle beyond college
1: um i didn't really know much in high school about college wrestling in general i Mm -hmm. i started being uh i started becoming aware of penn state and their success and um you know their characteristics and so i wanted to go there and then once i got there my, my my true freshman year um, you know, once once I committed and 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 you know acknowledged the fact that I was going to go to Penn State to become a national champ and Olympic champ um, and and have success at in the international level, that was kind of the moment because you know I saw guys from Penn State having success on the next level. So I wasn't exactly you know sure what that was going to look like, but committing and then showing up that that you know true freshman year um, was where I started to formulate ideas of of what my mm. future goals wanted to be.
0: Yeah, I mean like especially at Penn State you're surrounded by so much greatness, right? Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of really fantastic college wrestlers but also senior level wrestlers and you know being surrounded by all that I I can see how you can you know start start setting your own goals high, right? Yeah. It's it's pretty special. Yeah. Um so did you play any other sports?
1: No, I uh my brothers did, but um, I, I, one other sport I wanted to play was football, and my dad didn't let me play football, so I just ah, uh, yeah, ah,
0: oh, that's tough.
1: I, I mean, mean, yeah, I, sports, you know, backyard sports, but never yeah. really team sports, yeah, yeah.
0: I uh, I also have not <laughs> played football probably because right. for the because my dad doesn't want me to either, yeah, but. I'm I'm probably not going to be very good at it anyway, so I'll yeah. stick
1: with wrestling. Yeah, skiing your dodgeball skills maybe. Uh, maybe Uh-oh. Skills?
0: <laughs> oh 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 man, okay, all right, man. I'm just out of practice. I haven't played I haven't played a good game with dodgeball in like since the summer.
1: It's about finding the right partner. I didn't really like it until I started getting guys that I could win games with. That's what it's about.
0: Yeah, you and Boer, you and yeah. Boer like a terror. Hey. Let's go on a tangent real quick. Talk about your relationship with Bo Nickel, because we we've had him on the podcast before. I've known him for a little bit. He's a he's a really great guy. How how did you meet Bo? How did you start talking to him?
1: Yeah, well, I was listening to the end, end of the podcast that you guys did with Bo, and it seemed like he was throwing out some false information.
0: Oh, the one about you uh, never lifting weights? Yeah,
1: I don't know what he was talking about. I don't I don't do cardio. I, <laughs> carbs all I do is lift weights so I'm gonna leave at that but uh yeah I uh I met Bo he was my roommate my true freshman year um I thought he was Bo Jordan uh before before I got there (laughs) nice
0: class classic mix-up of the Bo's
1: yeah and then uh clearly I didn't know much about uh college wrestling but um yeah I got there my true freshman year and uh we've been roommates ever since so uh, coming on six years now. And, um, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, one of my, my closest friends and we have a lot of similarities just with, you know, our faith and our drive and our goals and, um, our personalities. So, um, yeah, he's, he's been someone that I've been able to learn a lot from and has, you know, inspired me to, to, you know, achieve more and, and, and seek more and, um, just become a better version of myself. And, um, so yeah, he's, he's something that someone that I I'm really glad I met coming to Penn State.
0: That's that's really special. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't meet people like that too often. You know, yeah. a person that you're gonna you're gonna bond with. Yeah, um. Yeah. Man, what talk about your your relationship with the guys at the NLWC overall? Because you know you you spend probably the most time with them out of anybody, right? Yeah. Um. What what's what's it like? It, what's the family environment like at Penn State?
1: um just different you know uh that was one of the main things that I noticed on my visit was uh you know starting from the coaches just being humble and good guys uh and loving people and then that that, that kind of translates down to who they recruit and who ends up committing to Penn State and um so you have that kind of family environment where you know I can't really speak for other schools but um I just feel like you know It's all people that care about each other, and yeah, we like mess around and joke with each other, but no one's really, you know, um, attacking other people or or putting other people down, and we all have our best interests at heart, and Mm -hmm. and, you know, people that uh, that you know want to be great wrestlers and want to be you know great people as well. So that's something that I've just appreciated, especially especially uh, you know traveling away from my family where don't have that family aspect anymore uh you to kind of get something similar with penn state and and the nlwc so it's uh it's great
0: that's really good and it's you know it speaks to the the coaches there that they're able to build that culture um you know in still a relatively short time it's only been like 10 years
1: yeah yeah it's crazy when i came in i think um you know they were just still transitioning over from the um past generation but you know mm past few years I've been here. It's uh it's even transitioned more into you know just a great great culture that they've created.
0: It's pretty fantastic. It's pretty fantastic what they've done. Um did you look at any other colleges? Did any other colleges recruit you or anything?
1: Um yeah I had top five that I was uh gonna visit that recruited me. Um the Jersey schools obviously Rutgers and Ryder and um and then I was gonna visit some other NC State and UNC and a couple other schools, but um, I visited uh, the Jersey schools, and then I went to Penn State, and then after I came back from Penn State, I just committed, and I didn't really take my other four or whatever visits because it just felt perfect. And uh, yeah, didn't see anything else?
0: That's really special. That's mm. really cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. Hey, back to back to you as a high school wrestler. Yeah. Um. What was the first big tournament you ever wrestled in
1: the first big tournament like
0: like a big tournament
1: um, Chief, did you do those no <laughs> probably state probably the state uh, actually no I, I went my first national tournament was uh, super 32s going into my senior year of high school that was my first big turn big tournament mm. uh, and I I think I went like three and two I lost like a close match um in the quarters or some something I don't even remember because that was like my first national tournament tournament I was going like, all right let's see how this goes and then uh lost a close one I was like all right whatever I'm gonna go focus on winning states and then the state tournament um in Jersey my senior year was probably the biggest one I wrestled uh throughout high school
0: mm. hey talk about your mentality going into that state tournament for the first time you know it's your second big tournament of your entire life Mm -hmm. um talk about that and and then talk about like how does that compare to going into the NCAA tournament for the first time in your life
1: yeah I mean the states uh I hadn't been there before so my first time qualifying and uh I just kind of decided that previous year as i as i said earlier about walking off the mat that, that last match i just decided in my head i was gonna you know win the states the next the following year and put everything i i could into it in preparation and so uh showing up to that um arena in atlantic city um i wasn't really starstruck but uh it was just something i hadn't seen before so i was like you know this is awesome and i don't really know how i'm gonna do it but i'm i have faith in myself that i'm gonna make it happen and win it And, uh, the first match I had, uh, the first seed, I was like one of the last seeds and I majored that kid and that kind of just started me off on my run and, and gave me the chance to go on. And, um, yeah, it it was very similar to, to my nationals, uh, experience hadn't been there before first time qualifier and, um, didn't really care and, and, and knew that I I put in the work and, and I was going to find a way to achieve my goal, um, as you know, regardless of what other people thought, and uh went down a similar way. Mm.
0: um Was college wrestling like? How, was it different than you expected it to be?
1: Um, no, it was pretty spot on. I mean, I didn't really have any ideas of it before because right. no one in my family had my my older brother wrestled at Rutgers for a little bit, so I had a little bit of a uh, idea of that, I guess, but um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, other than that, no one really wrestled at a high level. So I just knew it was going to be hard and it was going to take a lot of dedication and hard work. And that's exactly what it was. So I kind of had an open mind going in.
0: So it didn't really, you didn't really have a lot of preconceived ideas or anything like that.
1: Yeah. yeah. This is sick. Let's go. Let's go work on <laughs> it.
0: That's awesome. That's yeah. really cool. Mm-hmm. Hey, um, uh, man, a lot of little, I keep going backwards. A little bit but talk about another guy we had on the podcast um mike mall you know oh. Mike Mall. he he came on and, and talked to my boy sam did he yeah he did talk about uh rhino wrestling club and what that was like
1: yeah i mean that was uh huge for my development i uh like i said in my town we didn't have much and we we're doing the best we could with what we had and uh but it came to a point where i wanted to get better and had to travel uh, out of town, so I I would travel to Ronald Wrestling about 45 minutes away from my house um, every day in the summer and in season, a couple days a week. And uh, that's kind of where I made my jumps uh, with Coach Mike, and he kind of made me uh, transition from this stiff meathead to someone that can have some finesse and move and learn some some technique. And so in, in season, we go... I'd show up um, after practice, and we just he'd put the phone in the corner of the room, and we just go do a private, which was basically just us wrestling live for an hour straight. <laughs> <laughs> and then came to a point where we stopped doing that because I started getting a little bigger, and a little better. But uh, yeah, if it wasn't for Coach Mike and Rhino Wrestling, uh, there's no way I would have been able to, you know, reach the level I I, I reached at uh, high school, and that helped me transition over to college.
0: That's really cool. And at that time, so I know he started it, if I remember correctly, it was in like an upstairs room or yeah, something. It Was it, was it, like, was it back then? Is that where you were?
1: Um, I wasn't, I wasn't in that, uh, I don't know if I was in that OG one, but the one we were in was, you know, I, I liked it cause it was kind of like a beat down warehouse. Um, like there was no, um, drywall in the ceiling or anything. And the, oh, we'd, we'd put the garage door open and, in the summer and just scrap it out so it was pretty run down but it was awesome like we would just um i like i like i like those run down places where you just come mm-hmm. in there and, and i also like you know the newer nice ones where you come in and get get after too where they both have their pros and cons but yeah that was um uh, that was a big part of my uh my high school career for sure
0: man took you from a stiff meathead yeah. to a slick meathead <laughs>
1: exactly just taking you over exactly. that's awesome
0: okay Here's a here's a, a question, kind of a difficult question. But, you know, there's been multiple times in your wrestling career where you've been the underdog, like like a big underdog sometimes, you know, like Colin Moore or even against Gable last year. Like, how do you prepare for a match mentally when when other people may be counting you out? Maybe they're like, hey, dude, you don't have a shot. How do you how do you prepare for that?
1: Um, it's really just relying on what I had been doing leading up to that. So if I had, if I hadn't been doing the right things in and out of the room, then it's something that could, you know, crush me mentally and Mm. uh, where I could go out and and not perform well. And, you know, the pressure would get to me and I would listen to what other people are saying. But, um, but because I trained so hard, prepare so well and, and try to do everything right. Um, in, in training and preparation and, and, uh, in and out of the room, it's, it's just, you know, relying on that and trusting myself and believing in myself so that when I go out there, you know, it's just a testament to what I do, um, in preparation. So I'm not going to just rise to the occasion and become someone I'm not, I'm just going to sink to the level of my training and, and what I've been doing leading yeah. up to the moment. So, um, I just kind of block everyone else out and trust myself and believe in myself and listen to those that, Truly know me and believe in me and go do my thing.
0: That's awesome. Um, did you did last season? Did you pay attention to any of the the rankings or stuff like that? Have you done that? Do you pay attention to um, brackets and rankings and seedings?
1: Yeah, they pop up here and there, and I'll see them, but it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I I know I'm ranked my number one in the world at all times in my mind, so it doesn't really matter otherwise. Mm-hmm. That,
0: hey, that's the, that's the key. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, in your interview, it's a, the same interview that I'm going back to uh, with Justin yeah, Bash. Like,
1: uh, you,
0: Bash, you, mania, yeah, Bash mania. Um. You, you mentioned several times that like after your injuries and these setbacks, like not making the starting lineup, you would have conversations with your, with your dad and um, with your grandpa and stuff like that could you talk about your relationship with your family and your dad in particular?
1: Yeah, it's, uh, I'm very close with you know my family and that's everything to me. So, um, whenever I'm going through good times, bad times or whatever, I'm always relying on, on their help and support and love. And that was one of the hardest things of, about coming to Penn state was, you know, leaving them, even though I'm only a few hours away, but it felt like, I was, you know, going to another country when I first left. And, um, so that, yeah, they mean the world to me. And, and in terms of my father, um, he's just, you know, my, my role model and, and who I, um, rely on and have deep conversations with when, you know, I, I need to, things are going, um, things are not going right. And that's kind of what helped me over the past few years when I met adversity is, you know, let's get down to the bottom of it and what really matters and how we're going to improve and, um, move on from there and uh he's been you know just kind of a rock through through all this uh craziness so can't really do it without them Mm.
0: that's that's really cool Mm -hmm. that's really cool that you're able to you know have such a a deep relationship because i know there's there's a lot of people who can't say the same right yeah who who are not not as blessed as you are um Uh, uh, with having a relationship with their father so that's that's very cool that you're able to identify that and 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 just be grateful for it. Yep. Man. So you got injured this year, dropped out of college almost immediately. Uh What what was that decision about? I thought you loved school and just going to class all the time.
1: When you when you've been in it for 5 years, going your 6th year, I guess a little old, but Oh, a little old. I liked uh, my major was psychology, and I liked I liked that and I, I enjoyed my courses um, and I was just doing uh, I graduated last May and I was just doing a double major this this year to to stay eligible. Um, so once i uh, you know decided I was done with college wrestling that that there was really no reason to stay yeah. so yeah.
0: yeah Man, has uh, has leaving college changed anything about the way you train?
1: Um, no, people always ask me how it is not taking classes anymore and have more free time, but it's pretty much the same. I I lived this life for, I took off a year from college, um, back in 2016 and lived this life of, you know, full-time training. So, um, I had a good idea of what it was and it's a very similar schedule to what I've been used to. It's just, you know, wake up in the morning, train, come back, eat, get ready for practice, practice, come back. And then when I would do homework, usually now, you know, I like to do my own reading and writing and, and research. So same type of thing. I just have a little more independence and control on, on, um, you know, my self-improvement and self-growth.
0: Hmm. Um, what, so you, so you do a lot of reading and you said, and I know that you said in your the interview beforehand that you listen to podcasts and stuff, what kind of things do you put in your mind, um, you know, in, in your off time and stuff like that?
1: Yeah. Just anything that is going to improve my mind, body, or spirit is what I focus on. So, um, I like to read, you know, religious books and stuff that can help me with my faith as well as, um, you know, self-improvement books or, or, um, biographies or autobiographies or, Mm. um, and then podcasts, you know, um, there's a lot of Great podcasts out there, like um, what's that one called? Uh, Home at Advantage. Home
0: at Advantage podcast, yeah, that's that yeah. one's pretty good. <laughs> yeah.
1: I like uh, you know a lot of the athletes um, have podcasts now and stuff mm-hmm. and YouTube videos, so there's plenty of information out there that um, you could use to you know just improve yourself. And I try to I try to you know expose myself to a lot of it.
0: Hmm. How can you? How do you have a mentality of of not being satisfied where you are now in your your personal journey, but also your wrestling career? Um, How do you keep yourself motivated?
1: Um, It's a good question. I think uh, a lot of the most successful people have that appreciation for what they've done, but they're never really satisfied and are always on to the next thing. I think that that's kind of where you know, the satisfaction is, is having a purpose and a drive, something to work towards. So, you know, right after I won the nationals, it was, you know, a week or a week or so of uh, appreciating it and celebrating it and, and reflecting on the work and dedication that, that went into achieving it. And then, you know, that kind of fades away and it's on to the next thing and and chasing the next goal and, and trying to become better. So uh, I think that's just what life's about is, um, you know, always trying to, become better and, and, and improve and um, glorify God and inspire people throughout it. So, so yeah.
0: mm. Okay. A little bit of a, of a shift here real quick. So, what do you like better wrestling? Freestyle or folk style?
1: Um, I have an appreciation for both, but freestyle fits my style better, I think. Mm. I wrestled in my first freestyle tournament When I made the junior world team, um, so you know I just was just doubling dudes. That was your
0: that was your first one ever. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah.
1: And so I was just doubling guys and um, not really knowing how I was scoring so many points, but it was working out for me. So I think (laughs) I think my style fits a little better. What
0: what weight class were you at?
1: I was ninety six kilos, so I was like two eleven.
0: Two eleven. What do you walk around at now?
1: I'm about 240 right now.
0: 240, and you, and uh, what's your optimum weight that you, that you're trying to get towards?
1: 240 is where I feel comfortable now. Mhm. Yeah, so that's I'm feeling pretty solid right here.
0: Huh. So, so you say freestyle works better for you? Um, did you train any freestyle like like during the summertime at all? Um,
1: all, all my past five summers have been devoted to freestyle, and I've trained more freestyle. Definitely, um, over the course of my college career, then folk style because of all the injuries I had mm. and the time off, um, it just worked better for me to train with the NLWC than the college guys. And I was on the team for a little while there as well. So um, yeah, I've trained more freestyle definitely.
0: What about what about in high school? Did you train any freestyle then?
1: No, I just I, don't, I didn't know what the heck it was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're just like, man, I I don't really know what I'm doing, but yeah. it'll it'll do.
1: I actually um, wrestled at, uh, beat the streets. That was my first freestyle match. And Coach uh, Mike Mal and my high school coach, uh, Kurt Franey, were coaching me. And I took the guy down, and I went to <laughs> lace his legs. Uh, and I looked over, and Coach Mike was, like, shaking his head, like, freaking out. Like, just stop, just stop. <laughs> because <laughs> I'm going to just figure out how to make it worse. So I just let go and took it down again. Nice.
0: Nice. You're just like, don't don't even risk it. Don't even risk it. That's yeah. awesome man how does your how does your style change for for each one does it change at all i mean like i you weren't you weren't doing a a ton of turns on top mm-hmm. you know when you were in college um yeah. but has your style pretty much stayed the same just let's yeah. double leg him for four points
1: yeah pretty much i mean um keep the pace high get to my attacks counter his attacks and win and so yeah pretty much the same
0: yeah hey how does what are your What are your thoughts at that uh, Kyle Snyder's at the NLWC? What's that like?
1: Oh, awesome! Um, I heard I was pumped just to you know we have a lot of big guys and heavyweights that to train with, but anytime we get someone else, even just above two hundred, is and someone of his caliber, it's it's huge. So yeah, and um, I've been able to just you know learn a lot from him and be able to train with him and help him get better, and he's helping me get better. So it's perfect.
0: What about uh, What's his face? Uh, Kirk Foley. You know he's he's transferring over too. Has he been in the room at all yet?
1: Yeah, I uh we we were training down uh at the uh, U.S. Nationals, the Senior Nationals, and uh, he's up at Penn State now too. And he's the man. And he's uh, another good big body. And um yeah, I'm pumped to you know see help him out and see uh how he has, how his career progresses because he can be a monster too.
0: Oh man, it's it's got to be one of the the best upper weight rooms in the whole country. Heavyweight you, know?
1: year. heavyweight Dude,
0: year. It's pretty great. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah, man. Oh. yo, um, I was talking to Coach Eric Thompson not that long ago, and uh, and he says he just kicks your butt. Uh, what do you have to say about that one?
1: Um, I think I think anyone who knows uh, anyone who knows Thompson. That was what the truth. Oh, sometimes, but I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it at that. Nice, nice. All right.
0: Um. Okay. So, obviously, you you haven't completed your your ultimate goals right now, which is you know Olympic gold, world champion, um, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, looking after. After the Olympics and or this next quad or however long you plan to stay in it, what what are your plans for after that?
1: Um, my plan is to transition over to MMA after this uh, after this Olympic year and uh, start punching people in the face for money. Nice,
0: mm-hmm. nice, Anthony. Have you thought at all about uh, about what happens if you get punched in the face?
1: Have you no, thought about that at all? I haven't thought that far but people keep bringing that up so (laughs) uh i
0: know i know several of my friends very disappointed that uh that you're going to mma they're like man what if what if he just gets ugly what if his face (laughs) gets broken
1: yeah Yeah, i think my mom has the same uh the same fear (laughs) but uh yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna train for i'm gonna take my time and tradition over and learn the different styles, and um, learn how to not get hit before I, I start going in there and hit people. Nice. That's yeah.
0: that's the plan. Um, how long have you wanted to fight professionally?
1: Um, probably since I got to college uh, a little bit after that. Um, I just kind of I've, – I've always been a fan of MMA, and I've watched UFC and strike Strikeforce since I was a kid, um, since the, the organization's – um, really started to, to get bigger um, but I didn't really realize I wanted to transition over to that until I started to see the you know wrestlers and athletes have success in it like you know we see Daniel Cormier and Henry Cejudo and those guys transition over and having great success in the sport and um, you know it's kind of just like I say it's just kind of like wrestling and steroids so I like you know I, I love the the training and the competition aspect of wrestling and the you know, the, the, the um, you know, everything that goes into it, the preparation, the spotlight, um, and, and, and the MMA world is just kind of all of that times 10. So yeah. I'm ex- excited to transition over and have new goals and, and new styles and um, just kind of experience more of what, uh, what I love.
0: Man, what, a, I'm sorry, what, how long do you plan to stay in that, stay in MMA? Till you die? forever and ever
1: probably uh till, till I, don't, I don't think i'm gonna fight i mean 10 years maybe not not past like 37 38 when i have uh you know plenty of money and all the titles i've wanted to win and nice fired enough people and done enough good things and just <laughs> don't really have it in me anymore but as of right now i feel like i'm gonna compete for a long time
0: wow oh, that's that's pretty fantastic um so, so we know that you love, you love wrestling, you love fighting, you mm-hmm. love combat, you know, it's it's a really s- special thing to have, you know, a desire to, to, how do you say it? You know, um, I know Tom, or one of the Brands brothers had said that wrestling is a battle of, of wills, mm-hmm. you know, that's what it is. And, and you yeah. clearly have a desire to, to go to battle of wills, you know, and to, to Impose your will on someone else's. Um, that's that's for, that's does you don't see that too often. It's really cool. Um, but besides that, what other things do you like to do? What other hobbies do you have? What are you interested in? I'm
1: not uh, I'm not too interesting. I'm a pretty simple guy. Okay,
0: <laughs> hey, that's okay. That's just that's just fine
1: too. You because he likes me to do things, and I'm just like no, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I like to, as I said, you know, I like to focus on a lot of self improvement and and um, stuff like that. Obviously, my faith is a big part of my life, and we go to the same church, so with um, that. And uh, outside of wrestling and training and that stuff, um, I really don't do too much. I uh, like to be, you know, completely focused on on what I'm doing and, and what my goals are. And uh, if I feel like I need to relax or, or let go, you know, I'll watch a great movie. I like, uh, I low-key, like, love movies, so.
0: Oh, ooh, all right. What's your favorite <laughs> movie, Anthony I'll, Uh
1: I'll rewatch The Notebook or something like that. I mean, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, something like that. Just kind of chill out and it doesn't, nice. doesn't take much to, to uh, interest me.
0: Man. Okay. Well. All right. Do you at least have like a, a favorite food? Oh
1: yeah. I Love uh, wings.
0: Yeah. Wings. Yeah. Like super super spicy or how do you nah, how do you like to make your wings?
1: I like um, I just like straight up like buffalo and barbecue and mm-hmm. uh, I love uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Like when I'm back home, me and my my brothers will go out and watch the fights there. So that's my uh, that's my spot of choice.
0: Wings wings are pretty delicious. Yeah. Um, man. Okay, so I got a couple last questions here, um, but one of my friends wants to know how uh, how do you get your muscles so big? What's your secret? Uh, I heard it's a lot of cardio. That's what Bo Nickel told me.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of running, a lot of swimming, and uh, a lot of carbs, <laughs> Apparently, <laughs>
0: man, that's funny. Um, okay, Anthony. Hey, I really appreciate you having you on, but, uh, but before you go, are there any last thoughts that you would like to leave, leave our listeners with anything, any, any little pearls or nuggets?
1: Um, pearls or nuggets. I would just say, uh, you know, what I'm trying to do is just trying to become a better version of myself, uh, every day and mind, body and spirit. And, um, I think that's all we can do as people is just try to improve daily and, um, become the best version of ourselves and whether that's through sports or business or with our faith or anything else I think uh, you know that's kind of the best that we can do and what we've been put on this earth to do is you know be better and inspire others and mm. uh, give glory to God through that so that's pretty much all I got
0: mm. Anthony thanks for coming on dude I really hey I really appreciate it uh, it's pretty cool
1: it's, I you guys were too big time for me, but so I'm glad you like, oh yeah on <laughs> and, and, and give uh give uh some hard time to to your boy Sam. yeah
0: <laughs> I will I will um man, no, ever since I don't know if i I've told you this, but the first time you ever for those who don't know, Anthony and I go to the same church um the first time you ever came to church uh you walked in. And I, I didn't even know who the heck you were. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. who you, I didn't know who you were, but it was a while ago. Yeah. But like I was like, he is a wrestler. That guy right there is a wrestler. I, I know he's a wrestler. And then like dad, my 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 dad, yeah. he just came. He like sprinted to me after church. He's like, dude, that's Anthony Kassar. He's here. He's going to our church. And I'm like, all right, man, who is that? And it, it was it was great. It was really cool. It was cool that I've been able to to get to know you a little bit. It's cool that you tolerate my dad and <laughs> and uh. That
1: guy. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, I appreciate you guys got great thing going here and uh, keep it up. Hopefully, I'll come back on sometime later.
0: Yeah, dude. Hey, after uh maybe after Tokyo, huh? Do it. Get you back on. Oh, yeah. All right, man. Hey, I'll I'll let you go. But thank you. I really appreciate it. All right,
1: bro. That's good. All right. See ya. See ya.